Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. I want to talk about the reality of two things and how lately, like this past week, this past month, this past however long, I've been realizing some things about myself. And I want to thank TikTok for that. So one, postpartum is ugly. It is beautiful and amazing, but it's it's gross. Um, I feel like a lot of women expect different things when it comes to postpartum and what is going to happen to you and what you're going to look like and what you're going to feel like. And I don't know if I shared this before. I think I did. Like there's baby blues after postpartum, which is completely different than postpartum depression. And you should know the difference and know the the warning signs. Um, But so many people see like moms in like cute robes with their hair like in a messy bun they look just a little bit tired and their baby's perfectly swaddled and it's the cutest picture remember Insta- instagram's a liar there are very few people who instagram bad pictures or unflattering fi- pictures or they like pretend it's unflattering and that's one thing i don't like about instagram is that the reality is when you're postpartum you're not sleeping, you're leaking everywhere, you're in pain, okay? Your hormones are raging. You are also kind of stressed because having a newborn is stressful. Uh, You're kind of scared that something could be wrong, even though they're probably perfectly healthy. I remember with both of my kids, I kept checking constantly to see if they were breathing. And as I talked to other moms, they're like, yeah, I keep checking to see if they're breathing too. And it's like, yeah, they're breathing fine, but newborns breathe differently. And you should know that. So you're not like alarmed. Like, um, Elliot's almost eight months now. So he, you know, breathes like, breathes like a normal person, but newborns are kind of like noisy breathers. And they're also, I forgot what it's called, but they kind of like breathe and then stop for a second and then breathe again. And it's like weird. And it's kind of scary. You're like, okay, are you okay? They're fine. And your postpartum body, you're like, you're still going to look pregnant for a while. And I really hate that because it's like, you know, I just birthed a baby, but it's fine. And then even I want you to let you know what may happen is you may lose a lot of weight right off the the bat and think, oh my gosh, I'm losing all the baby weight. And then you'll stall or you can gain it all back, especially if you're breastfeeding because then you just start eating a bunch because it's like you're hungry all the time. And people always say like, it took nine months to have a baby. It's going to take nine months to get your body back. It's going to take longer than nine months, honey. I'm almost at nine months and I am in a place where I am really focused on body positivity. But like, am I at my ideal weight? Honestly, I don't know because I don't weigh myself. Um, am I at my like dream physique? Physique, no. And so postpartum is a really, really long process. It takes a long time to lose weight. Some moms are skinny, some moms aren't. We all have different body types, and that's just facts. The other thing I wanted to talk about is body positivity. So thanks to TikTok, I 
it's so weird. Like I feel really, really um, empowered because there's like a lot of TikToks of like bigger girls and I'm not bigger. So like before people come at me, I know that I'm not bigger. Okay. That's like body dysmorphia. I think we all can look at pictures of us when we were younger and think, I used to think I was so fat. I was so skinny. Um, And that's just the way society is. And so I've decided a couple of different things. I've been trying to have like this really low carb diet and eat a ton of protein. And some days are better than others based off of the day. And I think I have to take that as a win and, and take it as okay. Um... I can get really mad at myself if I set a goal and obviously I don't reach it, but the environment that I'm in right now is just a little bit chaotic with waking up, working, making breakfast, making lunch. I barely have time to eat at all. So if it's, you know, if I haven't had time to grill up, you know, extra meat for myself, then fine. Cause I'm not really doing keto. I'm just, um, trying to eat more like I did when I was pregnant and had gestational because I think that's a better lifestyle anyway. I mean, I'm not having as much carbs as I had when I was, I mean, doing gestational, when I was doing it, when I had gestational diabetes, like you have to monitor your carbs and like, it's always, it was always like, if I had more, like double the protein, I ended up, my numbers ended up being fine. So I'm really trying to like double on vegetables and double on protein and then like subtract like half my carbs. Some days I can do that. And then some days I can't and that's okay. And the other thing I've decided too, is I'm just going to live my life and be happy, right? I, my sister had a graduation party last week, um, or a little more than a week ago. And I was like, I'm so scared for someone to take pictures of me and then for me to look at those pictures and hate them. Well, there is a picture of me from the party. Thank God just one. And I don't hate it. And the reason why is because I'm done hating how I look. I'm done being mad that I'm not a size zero. I'm done being mad that my body is the way that it is. It's all about body image and positivity because here's what I've decided. And I think people always talk about how like your 30s are your best years. Like your 20s are fun. Those are your fun, reckless years. I 100% agree. I loved my early 20s. Now I'm in my later 20s. So obviously I'm now focusing on nutrition. I'm focusing on my skincare. Um, You know, I'm setting myself up for the rest of my adulthood. But... As I'm approaching 30, you know, you realize that certain things that matter to you like five years ago, three years ago, just don't matter to you anymore. And so what's important for me now as a mom is I don't want to look back at vacations or holidays or fun events like my sister's grad party and think I was so miserable. I hated the way I looked. I hated my pictures. I want to think about how much fun I had during that experience. I want to think about when I go to the beach, how exciting it was to take my kids to the beach, how much, how fun it was to watch Mia collect seashells and to watch Elliot's like, you know, reaction to the waves. Like I want to remember those things. So instead of focusing on weight in everything, I'm focusing on my experiences. The other thing is, yes, I have a goal to exercise more. I've realized that in order for me to, to now that everything's opening back up, I'm ready to get back in the gym and my best place where I live my best life is in a Zumba class. So I'm really excited to be able to, um, next Friday, I'm going to go tour the, 
the gym that's near us. They offer Zumba like four times a week and I plan on going to all Zumba sessions that I can make. And I think just that hour and a half away from the house, away from my husband, away from work, away from the kids, exercising and doing what I like is really going to help my overall mood. And also I'm going to be feeling good because I'm exercising, you know, four times a week. Um, Or even if I can't make it to, you know, that week, I can't hit it four times. That's fine. The fact is that I'm, I'm excited to get back in the gym. And I think that's what um, I I need it. And also there's just energy when you're around other people, there's music going, you're working out, like you tend to like work out a little bit harder. So I'm going to do gym. I, my goal is to do Zumba as much as I can. And then once a week to pick a workout class that challenges me. So it might be like spin cycle, which I like, but you know, it is challenging. It might be hit. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like high intensive interval intensive training or something like that (laughs) like that's hard um body pump if you ever did like brick bodies it's basically like weightlifting and some other stuff and I hate it but I might make myself do it you know challenge yourself so like maybe try one new exercise class a week and then once I do it like pick the one that challenges you but I've also decided that I don't want to live my life always chasing a goal weight before I do things. Some people will be like, this is my goal dress. I'm going to wear this when I get down to my goal weight. Or this is my goal. um, I don't know. Like, I'm going to do this then. I'm going to be happy then. I'm almost 30 years old and I haven't been happy with my, I haven't been happy in the past 10 years with myself. And so it's taken getting to this point to say, you know what? Screw this. I want to be happy with who I am. I want to be happy with how I look. I want to feel good about me as a person, right? Like I want people, I've also decided not to mute my personality. I can sometimes be quiet. I can sometimes fade into the background. I've decided to turn up the volume on my personality. I said this a couple episodes about this little guy at Walmart who just walked in and demanded his stuff. Not Walmart, Walgreens. I want to be like that little old man. I want to walk into a room and I want people to be aware that I'm in the room. I want them to notice my energy. I want them to like kind of feel a light or like a little jolt when I enter a place. And I know that sounds a little self-centered, but it's now about like being who I am, owning who I am, even like on the beach, even like in my bathing suits this summer where, you know, I've had two kids. I ha- I'm going to have a two kid fupa body. That's fine that's fine. Like who, I have a husband who loves me and thinks I'm hot. I don't really care about anything else. My point is that I've seen so many bigger women who have like bright personalities and are just beautiful. I'm just talking about like gorgeous humans. I want to be one of those gorgeous humans, not saying that I'm bigger, not saying I want to be bigger, not like, I don't care what size you are. I just want to be one of those people that you notice when I walk, when I walk in and I want to elevate people that are around me. And I want people to be like, man, she's so confident. And so that's the new goals. So goodbye to fad diets. Goodbye to I'll feel good when. Goodbye to hating yourself because of you you ate pizza today or you like whatever it is. We're going to let it go. That's the goal this summer. Hot girl summer is hot mom summer. A lot of people are talking about hot wife summer. Whatever you are, it's this summer to own who you are and honestly to not care. I don't care if I see friends from college and they're like, oh, actually, I have seen friends from college after I gained like after college weight and it was fine. I'm not even upset or mad. Like, I still think I'm super cute. So hopefully you guys feel the same.
um, as somebody who has struggled with her body image for so long, you just get sick of struggling and you get sick of being mad at life. You get sick of like hiding your stomach. You get sick of like sitting in a corner. You get sick of being self-conscious in a dress or just like whatever. I'm cute. This outfit's cute. I'm going to wear it. So that's where I'm at. I want to talk about anxiety or worry for a minute. Um, I think that I had mentioned last episode how I was just like faith fatigued um, or something like that. And I realized that I've just been kind of living in a, um, a cycle of anxiety and I, you know, just really recently, like maybe last hour, maybe last yesterday decided that I don't want to live like that. Um, something that I get really anxious about is not living my fullest life. I get scared that I will give into the monotony give into the what you're supposed to do I'm afraid that I will become too scared to take a risk when I need to or when I want to and I'm afraid that I will either fall into the monotony of you know do your work do your office do your nine to five um take care of your kids go to soccer all of that's fine but it's not my passion and I feel like it's not my purpose um And then on the flip side, I get scared that I'll take like a big jump, like leave your nine to five, give up the monotony of life and it'll bite me and my kids in the butt. And so I, I'm in this like weird cycle of, I don't know what to do. And honestly, I, I looked to, to Ethan this week and was like, I don't know what to do. And I don't like sitting in limbo. I don't like sitting in a position where I don't know what's going to happen. I think I have a lot of anxiety. Um, and a lot of Americans are actually going through the same thing I am. So maybe you are, is that, um, the world is opening back up and I personally don't feel like we're out of the woods yet. I don't feel like we're safe yet. Like, yes, we're all vaccinated, but let's continue to watch numbers. Who knows what's going to happen in the winter? Um, because last summer, you have to remember, we saw a decrease in COVID cases and then winter comes around and there's an increase in COVID cases. And so, I mean, with the vaccine, perhaps we'll, we'll be better off, but will we, there's a lot of unknowns about the future and what's going to go on. Right. And on some level, I'm glad the world's opening up. I'm glad to see my family and without a mask, right. To see their faces. I'm glad to be able to hug them. Um, and that's a great, a great feeling. But what's not a great feeling is not knowing what's going to happen with my job. And I've seen reports where people are quitting their jobs instead of returning to the office. And I honestly feel like that's a position that I, that I could be faced with. I could be faced with returning to the office or quitting my job and that's a weird place for me to be in as somebody who has gone through this whole journey. If you've listened to the podcast, you know my biggest journey has been like, do I leave my job and, and live my life as a mom and entrepreneur doing like whatever I'm doing or do I, I work? And the, the reality is that as long as I work, the things that I hope to accomplish on a level 
are going to take longer to do, right? Because if for eight hours of day, I'm working, you know, maybe having 10 minutes here or there, maybe there's 10 minutes of downtime um, where I can work on my, my, what I want to work on. You know, the mommy business is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, you know, that's great. But if I had, you know, the eight hours that I had during the day, I might be able to work on it realistically with the kids for three hours. The kids nap. Mia sleeps in. Elliot takes two naps a day. Mia wants to play with me, but then she has time where she's cool. So there is more downtime. And so anyway, I'm in a place where I don't have to make a decision now. But I know I'm going to have to in the future. And the worst part is not knowing how how soon that future is and what I'm going to do when that time comes. And I'm just, uh, I don't know if anybody else is in this boat with working from home and what they're going to do and all of that. And um, on one level, I'm like, well, let me get Elliot on a bottle and I'll just go to work. And then on another level, I don't want to regret if I, if I did go back. It's just so complicated. And I know in the end, it doesn't matter but I'm also really, really scared. And this is emotional for me for some reason. So excuse my tears if they come. I'm really, really scared to be back at square one where I was with Mia, right? Because with her, I had no choice. The date was set. I was going to have to drop her off and go to work. And that was the hardest honestly the hardest day of my life and even yesterday I went out to lunch and I left Elliot and it was hard and I'm telling you like it's going to be hard when they're little it's going to be hard the first couple times you do it it's going to be hard every time you do it but Mia is now you know almost three years old and I can drop her off at my mom's and I'll miss her there'll be a moment where I'll miss her and sometimes after I go upstairs and put Elliot to bed if she's hanging out um, in the living room longer with her dad before she goes to bed. I miss that. I miss her. Like, it's weird. Like, you're always going to miss your kid. But there's something about not being ready to leave your baby. And I just want to be able to, when I decide, you know, if and when I decide to go back to work in the office or to leave Elliot for a job or whatever, I want it to be on my terms. I want it to be you know what, I want to go back to work. Or you know what, I want to go do this. I don't want it to be forced upon me. Because honestly, mental health wise, I'm telling you guys, I don't think I could do it. And yeah, so anyway, that's just been my biggest mommy anxiety of the week, right? Is like living in this state of limbo. And it's so hard because it's like, I could be home for the rest of the year. I could be home till December. I could be home, you know, for the next two months. It could be two months. It could be a year. It could be longer than a year. And, you know, if in a month they said, hey, we want you to come back in a month, I'd have a month to figure out what to do. And that's not a lot of time, money-wise, to prepare um, if, if I was going to stay home. And... It's also not a lot of time care-wise to figure out, okay, well, what am I doing for child care for him and for Mia? And so I'm just kind of um, scared. But I've been reading a devotional, and every time I get 
this feeling of worry or, or, or scared about the future, I, I turn to it. And I don't know if you guys have ever felt this way. And this isn't the best way to feel. And I'm being honest now, I'm, you know, Christian mom uncensored. I feel bad saying this. I was talking to God, like I was praying and I was like, God, I believe you have good things in store for my life, but I'm really afraid you're going to make me endure heartbreak. And I'm really, really want to trust you, but I'm really scared you're going to put me through something. And I felt guilty because the Bible talks and you hear people talk so much about how God has good plans for your life and God places the desires of your heart. And for me, he has a lot of the desires of my heart have come true. You know, actually, most of them have. I'm just afraid that it could be ripped away. And I'm not sure I'm strong enough to withstand it right now. And so um, I just keep praying that one day I'm going to get on this podcast, guys. I pray. My, I, I tell Ethan all the time that my biggest dream is to have my biggest dream come true. My biggest dream is to say, babe, I made it. Or babe, I did it. Or babe, it's happening. Like, I, I di- I'm gone. I'm done. And it's just really hard for me to like keep getting to these places with goals and with dreams and not exactly hitting it. Anyway, I'm whining and I'm complaining because life is blessed. I am at home. I am working. I've been with my kids for a year. I am spoiled. I know. I know all of those things, but it doesn't change the way I feel. And I feel like I always tell everyone whenever I'm talking to like a a mom friend or just my best friend or anyone, whenever they have feelings that might not be the best, even if it's towards another person, I always say your feelings are valid, but let's break them down. Like you always have the right to feel what you feel. Like if your feelings got hurt, if the person didn't mean it, it doesn't matter. Their feelings got hurt. Acknowledge that. And so I'm acknowledging that I'm scared. Um, it doesn't feel good to be scared. And I'm really working on hanging on to faith right now. But I'm scared. And I don't know how many of you mamas are just kind of scared. And I just don't... I honestly think that I should get involved with politics. Because I feel like as a woman, as a person of color, you know, I have a lot to offer. And um, as somebody who has worked from home who has worked away from home, who has had kids, who's been married, who's done all these things, I think I could offer a lot of good policy for for women because, you know, maternity leave needs to be a year and everyone needs to have it. And dads need to be able to have time off that's longer than a week because that's nothing. And so anyway, lots of feelings, lots of emotions. We're going to move on to positive, happy thinking. It's all good. It's all good, but it's okay. And sometimes we have to acknowledge our anxiety, our fears, our sadness. Like sometimes we just got to do it. It sucks. I don't like this. It sucks. So I'm going to go have a talk with my husband about some things and hopefully get some comfort because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm about to eat a brownie because I'm stressed, which is not what you're supposed to do. But I have been working out this week. I know that's what you, that's, I know that's messing up your goal weight, but again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. We are not restricting ourselves this summer. We are loving ourselves. We are beautiful. We are happy. So I'm going to have a brownie and a cup of milk and a conversation with my husband about the things that I worry about. And hopefully we can come to 
if not a decision about what's going to happen, at least, um, you know, his, the, the comfort's what I need. All right, jumping gears and talking inspiration here, y'all. I, Father's Day, if you're under the cows or Father's Day, it was good. It was really relaxed. Um, barbecue at my mom's house. And what typically happens at family gatherings, and I think this is true for most households, is the men end up, end up being in one section of the house and the women end up being in another. Um, started off, we were all hanging out on the same level, eating, whatever. And then, you know, my, Mia, my daughter, wanted to go downstairs and play with my grandmother. Um, and from there, my mom went downstairs and brought toys and hung out. And then I, I went downstairs with the baby. My aunt went downstairs. So all us ladies were downstairs. And then upstairs, all the men were upstairs talking sports. I know because I heard them talking something probably about basketball. And um, so we we're downstairs and we were talking about, you know, real stuff. You know, when us ladies get together, marriage and life and some really serious stuff um that happened this week but then also my mom brought up something that I was like I could have a whole talk on this and um she was saying how she was listening to a a a group of women talk or something I think and they were saying that you need to just show up and for her example she works with an organization called Young Lives and um, they were talking about how, and they're, they're, they reach out to, you know, teenage women who are pregnant and no one showed up at the last couple of events. And my mom said, you know what, we just have to keep showing up. And, you know, one day someone will be there because that happened to her. She started with a Bible study that eventually grew into a church when it was just two of them. And so I thought about how powerful it is to just, to just show up, um, And I think I've been talking kind of lately about some of my frustrations and some of my concerns about work and the future. And I just really wanting to have that moment where your dreams come true, you know, that aha moment. And something that really resonated with me with that with with that was to just keep showing up. Right. So like I'm going to just keep showing up to record this podcast, even though I'm the only one recording. Um, I'm not sure, you know, who's listening. I'm just going to keep showing up right? I'm not, it's not like I listen to the podcast and then have dialogue with everyone who's listened to it and they, you know, have conversations from it. Like, I don't know if this is touching anyone, if this is helping anyone, if this is entertaining anyone. I'm literally just showing up to record this podcast. And so when it comes to our goals in life or even like our callings in life, and sometimes even just like our daily things we have to do, there is power in just showing up. I think sometimes we think that we are in control and I'm, I'm guilty of this, of figuring out our five-year plan. I won't say don't have one because I do think direction and focus are um, really important in life, but there is power in just doing it and just showing up. For here's an example. Um, the other day, I... So I've been struggling to get onto the workout routine. You guys know I'm doing like the 10 minutes every hour. And, you know, some days I can do that. Some days I can't. But one day I said, you know what? Elliot is down. Mia is down. Instead of running and, you know, making an extra worksheet or running and doing the dishes or running and setting up a craft, I'm just going to work out. And even though that was just one day, and I hope to have many days like that this week, um, I showed up and I did it, you know, and it hurt and it sucked. And I felt sore for the next two days. Like 
I showed up to my workout. I showed up for myself. And although like obviously you can't expect to see physical results after like one day of working out, but I felt those results. You know, I felt the soreness and I felt, you know, okay, this is one step, one one step towards progress. Um, even though I don't have necessarily a clear picture about what I want to you know, there's like the dream body and then there's reality when it comes to working out. But besides that, there's so much power in just showing up and showing up for yourself, showing up for your dreams. Sometimes we sell ourselves short or we think, oh, I'll never be able to make it here or there or do this or that. And I think there's a lot of power in your ability to just start doing it anyway. If you want to be an interior designer, just start doing it. Like start small, start by, you know, redesigning a corner of your house. Look at a chair or a table um, or a shelf and go, you know what? I want to be an interior designer. Let me focus on this one corner. Let me design this one corner and let me start posting about it. Let me start organizing a portfolio and let me go forward from there and then move on to another section of my house or, you know, whatever it is that your goal is, just show up. And it's the same for like when you're helping people or if your goal is like, I really want to start a club for kids who are doing X, Y, and Z. Like I want to start a club for kids who are struggling and or whatever. Maybe no one comes to that first meeting, second meeting, third meeting, fourth meeting. Someone will show up as long as you do. And you never know when you're going to miss the opportunity if you don't show up, right? So in the example of my mom and, you know, she her working for the organization she works for with, with teenage girls. If one day they go, you know what, we put out, you know, notice for these events and no one ever comes. I'm just not going to waste my time going this week. That could be the one week a girl shows up. And it's the same with your callings in life, your passions in life, whatever you're working for. As long as you keep showing up in time, you're going to get that back. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I really do think it's important to just show up. And I was really, really inspired by that. Um, as you guys know, like I've been feeling kind of lit because Mercury's been in retrograde. Thank God like that is behind us. But, um, there is just so much power in showing up. So what do you need to show up for this week? Is it a workout? Is it, um, hanging out with a friend? Is it, you know, whatever it is. And so then the other thing is I was really lucky that this week I got to leave Elliot and go have lunch with a friend. And it was hard to be away from my baby. Don't get me wrong. It was hard to walk out the door. I didn't cry because, like, I knew. I had done this before. Like, I've got, I left him to get my hair done. And ultimately, I know it's, it's better for him. And I know it's better for me to, to leave and go to lunch. Like, you know, I knew it was only going to be gone for two or three hours tops. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but <laughs> I guess that was just a good experience. I don't know. Um, I've been saying I'm a lot. I'm sorry. And yeah, that's what I got to say about that. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Oh gosh. Mommy brain is real. I also think that sometimes in life we expect things to be easy. And if they aren't, we think the world is falling apart. Like sometimes we have to acknowledge that things are hard. Sometimes we have to acknowledge when things somewhat suck. 
Um, And sometimes we do need to take a step back before we can move forward, right? Like sometimes we need to take that like refreshing step back and kind of recenter, refocus. I think that's incredibly important. And for instance, I'm the type of person who doesn't like to acknowledge that life is like up and down, like it's a series of up and downs. And um, sometimes when I feel like I'm on the up and up, I can forget there's a down or I could get scared that it's going to go wrong or something's not going to go right. Um, And I feel like that's just no way to live, right? Like good things happen, bad things happen, annoying things happen, stressful things happen. It's a part of life. Not every day can be perfect. And it's also okay to have like a week to have, you know, a week where you're just off, like you're not feeling with it, like you're just tired. Mentally, we get tired. And I think that we are so uh, like overextended to the point where like you're checking your phone before bed, like you're like you're checking your email first thing when you wake up. And I actually saw someone say, um, don't look at your phone the first hour you're awake, right? Because what happens the first hour you're awake is that in that hour, you're foggy, you're prone to um, persuasion, manipulation, that kind of thing. But also you wake up and you check your email and you're automatically like working for the man or, um, you know, it's shifting your focus to like, let's say you have a goal or something more specific you want to work on. For me, you know, I need to wake up in the morning and when I do hang out with Elliot and I would like it to be that the first hour of my day is very not chaotic. I mean, no emails. I'm talking something I kind of started trying to do is because I saw this as well is to when my kids first wake up before we do anything like do something to show them love and not just like making them breakfast because that's a requirement. But I mean like lots of hugs, lots of cuddles, no TV, no noise, no distraction, like one-on-one contact, one-on-one play, because I feel like it's important to know like, hey, good morning. I love you. I'm your mom. And Mia, me and Mia has started doing affirmations and she, I like that she knows them now. So if I start, she'll be able to say the next thing and what the next thing is. And so that's really important. And I feel like sometimes we can feel like our lives are in a rush, right? It's like, wake up, brush your teeth if you're lucky. And, you know, mom life, moms get it. And now I got to make the breakfast. I got to sweep the dishes. I got to unload the dishwasher. I got to set up a bottle. Oh, and I got to log on to work. I got to make my husband coffee. I got to make myself coffee. I got to get dressed. Where there's no moments to one, reflect, be grateful, and just listen quietly. Just be in quiet. There's power in silence sometimes. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, like having those moments where you can focus on a a devotional or just listen inward is important. Listening inward to what you're calling, setting your intentions for the day before you get it done. And I don't mean making a to-do list for the day. I mean setting your intentions. The other thing, this is just random advice, I guess. The other thing is that I like to organize my weeks, right? I like to know... For instance, on this week, on Tuesday, I really do this. On Tuesday, I'm going to call the dentist. On Wednesday, I'm going to call the dermatologist. On Thursday, I'm going to organize a drawer. Like I like to lay my, like my planner is pretty detailed with like, okay, today's tasks are this or that. I think that 
a lot of us as women, and especially me, I don't know if it's as women or as moms or if it's just me, I can give myself a lot to do in a day. It'll be like, okay, dishes have to get done. Floor has to be swept. I need to do a load of laundry, put away that load of laundry. I need to record the podcast. I need to make sure I take a cute picture to upload to tell people to listen to the podcast or something like that. That's a lot to do in one day. So instead, I have a to-do list, right? of things that need to get done. Those are great. But then I have my top goal or my top intention for the day. So for instance, the day that I worked out, yes, I had to do the laundry. Yes, I had to vacuum. Yes, I had some things to other things to attend to. But my intention for the day was to get my workout in. And so when I had time, nothing else mattered. I was looking at areas of the house that mattered, but nothing else mattered, and I was going to do my workout. And I feel like that's the way you accomplish your goals. The way you accomplish your goals is you acknowledge that life hands you a master to-do list, and you do your best to complete those tasks as you can. But when it comes to what you want to do or your goals, make time every day and if not, if every day is not realistic, make time three days a week and make sure nothing else matters. And so I was talking to Ethan um, a couple of days ago about some of the goals I have for the podcast and some other content and was like, I just get frustrated because I have all these great ideas, but I don't have time to execute it. Like I podcast in a corner when I get a minute. And I don't have time because, you know, the work week's busy, overtime, he is overtime late. And what we came to the conclusion is I can't expect Monday through Friday for him to be able to give me any decent time to do this. I can't expect myself. Sometimes I can stay up an hour after Elliot goes to bed and walk away to do something. Sometimes he's clingy and every time I leave the room, he's going to wake up. So I can't go do work. And also, I don't like to do quote unquote work before bed. I like to be winding my mind down, like turn on a funny TV show, relax. Um, but we did determine, okay, so I can't, you can't give me any time during, cause it's too hard to work on projects when you have kids, but I can give you a two or three hour window on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So that's six days. That's almost an hour a day that I would have had. So now during the week I can in my spare moments plan some of the things I want to do gather the materials I need to do them and then on Saturday and Sunday game set match and so that means on Saturday and Sunday during nap time is really what I'm going to start doing I'm going to feed the baby feed me a clean up lunch and then go do my stuff you put the kids for nap that means that although my my time is free and I could do the dishes, I could go for a walk, I could exercise. If the most important thing for me is content, then nothing else matters. And I feel like sometimes we have to like, a good keyword for this week, I guess, should be focus. What is your focus? Like, let's set our intentions and focus on that one thing. Because there is a master to-do list of life when you're an adult and you have kids. It is never ending. Let's acknowledge that laundry never ends sucks dishes never end it sucks yes i like to get ahead of it and have a clean sink and clean counters right is it realistic that every day of my life i'm gonna have clean counters and an empty sink no because i have kids and i have other priorities 
But as long as I'm focusing on what's important and my goals, that's what's important. So that's my challenge to you is to to have certain days where you focus on your goal. So along with focus, focus is a good keyword to use um, if you're trying to figure out Like, if you feel like your life has no direction, and honestly, that's how my life has felt lately. Um, I was talking to Ethan, like, okay, so what does our three to five-year goal look like? What is our, you know, what are we hoping to accomplish in a year? We have, like, little mini goals, and then they lead up to our big three-year goal and things like that. But the other thing to accomplish is balance, right? And I was talking about earlier how, you know, I don't have time to do the dishes every day and have an empty sink and to work out. Like you have to pick what you're going to focus on on for that day. I think that's really important. And the other thing is to find balance to be blissful. I'm sorry, my computer is weird. If you know me that you know that my biggest fear is to look back on my life and have regrets when it came to time with my kids, time with my family, time with my spouse. So I will always put kids, family, spouse first, right? In terms of spending time. The next thing that I would regret is I didn't live my life to the fullest. So the biggest dreams that I want to accomplish, I need to accomplish them. And then like, if I don't win a Nobel Peace Prize, or if I don't have a TED Talk, I I will, you know, die a happy woman if I still get to do, you know, some things I want to do in life. But there also needs to be some sort of balance between working towards a goal and then enjoying where you are in the process and where you are in the moment. So as you guys know, I have a podcast. I have over 100 episodes now, I think. I need to go. I'm pretty sure. I'm still a really new podcaster. And I wouldn't say like I'm still a real like an amateur podcaster. But I really enjoy podcasting. Um, I hope to one day be like one of the top podcasters, female podcasters doing whatever. Or, you know, relatively well-known. But in these baby stages where I can just kind of record the podcast with like men, like basic equipment, um, chat with you all and, you know, upload the episode same day or like next day or in the middle of the night whenever I feel like editing, which I don't do much editing, honestly. I'm enjoying that process, right? I'm enjoying this like raw, candid real podcast and I hope it will always it'll always be like raw uncensored and real but it just I feel like sometimes as podcasts evolve they might get like a little more specific or I don't want it to become like a parenting tips podcast like yeah I might have some but I'm not like a parenting guru I'm just a mom so um just enjoying where you are in in the process as you try to reach your goals but then the other thing is to just enjoy the moments that you have And I know it's really hard for me to find this balance where Mia wants me to play with her. I got to get dinner started. I always hate telling her one minute. Um, My new, the thing she likes to do now is like whenever it's time to take a nap or do another activity, she'll say, mommy, can you set the timer for five minutes? And can I have five more minutes? So then I'll set a timer. And then in five minutes, she knows, okay, it's time to go nap or okay, it's time to leave the park. Okay. And the timer method, really the timer method of my life works really, really well. Um, 
So my thing now is before I start dinner, let me play with my kids. Let me set them up with an activity so that they can be entertained. And if Mia is interested, she can help me cook dinner. If she's not, sometimes she doesn't want to. Sometimes she does. Or if it's like, you know, something random that I don't really need her help. Like I'm just going to throw something in the air fryer. I mean, in most scenarios, she can help me cook. Um, Let me do that. So what I'm trying to do is balance, you know, here, Elliot, here's this new sensory toy that I made for you, like by putting a bunch of ribbon in an old wipes container and he can pull out all the strings like he likes that um, or cloth. You do this for five seconds sitting on the kitchen floor while I'm prepping dinner. Here, Mia, why don't you paint this activity while I'm prepping dinner? And then afterwards, we'll clean up both activities and we can move on to take a walk and I'll have Ethan watch out for dinner or whatever. My biggest concern is Ethan is scheduled to go into the office and I need to get a routine down where specifically an afternoon routine down that I can handle and even a morning routine down that I can handle because he's going to be out the door before you know, Mia wakes up most days. And so it's hard because we're trying to find a balance to make sure he gets his quality time. And so I'm trying to push dinner back till to six. We'd usually do dinner like five, five thirty. I'm trying to push dinner back till six, six fifteen. And that's pushing it for Elliot. Right? Like me and Mia could do like a four o'clock snack and because I'm usually hungry around three thirty anyway. And then like make dinner and have dinner. So I think that I just need to fill these like afternoon hours from four to six with something. And that's typically like a hard time in the day. Um, but the key word that I'm besides focus is balance. And that is the balance between striving to where you want to be, but being at peace with where you are now. That doesn't mean that you're settling with where you are now. You're just saying, hey, I acknowledge this is the place that I'm in. But every day I'm taking baby steps to move beyond this place. But while I'm in this time, let me enjoy it. So while I do have Ethan at home, let me enjoy it for another month, you know. And then in August, the beginning of August, we can start setting up our schedules so that that first week, that first month transition back, it's going to be hard. But at least we kind of have a routine down so it isn't like I'm struggling with the kids' nap times or whatever the case may be. And so that is the goal. And um, for instance, I like to do nap time at like 1.30, 2 o'clock is nap time typically. And then that is until about 3, 3.30, 3 if we can do that, then Elliot could stay up until 7 because typically he wants to get in bed at like 6.30 and I have to like wrestle him. So he's not going to want to eat at 6. So anyway, it's this whole thing, balancing act. But I'm also really trying to enjoy the moments where, hey, I can cuddle Elliot. Hey, he is a baby. I'm also laying him down more, putting him down more, trying to get him used to being down more. Um, I don't know when I'm going back to the office. That's what I was crying and scared about. But let me set myself up for some adjustments that won't be so dramatic, right? And if I decide to go back and what that looks like. And, you know, let me get my mind at peace. The other thing I'm really trying to do, and this is ridiculously hard to do as a parent. You know how the Bible says, like, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough problems of its own. 
It's true in some capacities. Let me not worry about tomorrow's craft. Let me not worry about tomorrow, you know, tomorrow's breakfast or what we're going to wear tomorrow, right? There's certain little things that I don't have to worry about while we're all still working at home and being home. But what I do have to worry about is, you know, I'm trying to get Elliot to at least take a bottle so that he can have a bottle once a day. Um, more so, so that he can get used to it, be comfortable with it, and I can step away to tend to whatever I have to without worrying about him being hungry. So in a way, I'm worried that he won't take this bottle. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to do. So anyway, it's this whole complication. Um... Of like balance, I guess the words that we're using this week are focus and balance. To wrap it all up, I would say that let's all just breathe and do our best. We have made it through Mercury being in retrograde. So let's just be happy and go and live our normal lives. And that's pretty much all I got for you guys this week. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Christian Mom Uncensored. And don't forget to leave a five-star review rating. Um, leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It means so, so, so much to me. You don't know how much that is, like, giving to this podcast because it just pushes out, um, you know, for visibility for other people to be able to hear the podcast. And the whole goal of this podcast is to... Um, make this a place for us mamas to share the raw, real, uncensored things that go on with motherhood, right? The real struggles of an everyday average person. Uh, and I know I'm closing up the podcast, but I feel like the reason I started it is because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to multiple moms who podcast, but they're all different levels of life than I am, right? Like they're either like Instagram socialites or um reality TV stars or, you know, famous authors. And that's great. But, you know, I'm an average person. And so I wanted an average person to have a podcast about, you know, mom life for the for the most of us, right? For the moms who, you know, have like a normal sized house and our husbands maybe go to work. Maybe you don't have a husband. Maybe you're the one going to work. Like anyway. So I just wanted to remind you to please just please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And I will talk to you guys next week. You're fabulous. You're strong. You are brilliant. You are capable for more than you ever thought you were capable of. And you've got this. I love you all. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.